Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging Logistics Committee of the Rest Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, and one dusty MFR, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? I am a dusty MFR uh, right now. That's right. And in fact, as is this room that we just... Uh, quickly assembled for the show here. Yes, we did. You know, it's uh, more construction, more remodeling going on at uh, my place. It's at Casa de Wally. Friggin' nightmare, man. Oh, it looks like it. It's just an absolute nightmare. I'm, I'm spending my entire life living in about, a, I don't know, 50 square feet. Oh, man, that sucks. I feel like I'm in a Manhattan apartment. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's just been, uh, it's been painful. I'll bet, man. And I am so sick of fucking workers in my house. I'll bet. You just want them gone. I, I'm, actually, I'm doing my best not to kill them. Yeah. It's not that they're do- necessarily doing anything wrong. It's just they show up at 7 o'clock every morning, you know, and oh, yeah. it's just from then on, it's just, thank God for liquor. yeah that sucks man uh it's just yeah it's been you know a month of this oh yeah how's uh how's your uh uh world going with uh you know putting a roof over your head uh not good not not good no not good at all um the one we were looking at fell through um which we weren't gonna get there till the 20th anyway so like it fell through but we got a couple other prospects now that are looking okay but you know it's still you know, it's still, uh, I mean, look, everybody's got a place to stay. Right. But, you know, it's still, uh, it sucks though. I mean, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels like, it feels like, like, I know that probably within the month of November, we'll get something done and we'll be somewhere. But like, it just doesn't feel like it though. Right. Like, it just feels like, oh man, this really sucks. But yeah, yeah. but we'll get there though. It, it's, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can relate. Yeah. But, you know, again, it, at least I've got, uh, you know, when this is all over, I've got something to look forward to, and that's my mother in law moving in. So I just <laughs> like to remind myself of that, you know, of, of, of glory. Of all this hell you're going yeah. through is that you have such a positive thing on the other side of this. Right. Yeah. That uh, you're feeling really good about it. Just kill me now. <laughs> Just fucking, put a gun in me. Just fucking just put kill the bullet me in me. <laughs> you know, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I always say, don't let a you know, don't don't use a permanent solution for a temporary problem. But maybe this one isn't so temporary. Okay, well, yeah, I think I'm just heading to Alaska and work in the pipeline for a couple of years. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'll go with you. Yeah. I'll go. That that sounds that sounds like a good alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forward my mail. Don't don't <laughs> forward the mail. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it is the last week before election. Did did you vote? By the way, Adrian, <laughs> are you seriously asking me that question? Yeah. Wait, did you not hear that? In uh, just before we we started uh, taping the show, I got a call from Rasmussen polls. Yes. And I get polled constantly, and I lie like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and in this particular poll, I decided to be a single black Latino wim- Latina woman 
uh, who was definitely voting for Trump. Nice. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's really going to help him out in the long run. You think but so? But no, I have no intention of voting. I voted. Yeah. And you know what's funny is in this poll, they asked, you know, they asked if you really voted, and I said no. I said I intend mm-hmm. to vote on Tuesday. And they said, well, you know, there's a lot of things that might keep you from the poll. Is there anything that might keep you from voting on Tuesday? You know, and I thought that was an interesting question. And it's like, because uh, one of the questions they asked, are you sure could anything change your mind? I said, well, you know, maybe something could change my mind. And I don't know. I just find it fascinating how these polls, you know, the questions that they asked. And it makes you wonder how they can see the results. Because it, it seemed like, and it was all automated. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like based on the answers I had given to that point, they were like incredulous that I was, you know, um, a, uh, well, I was, yeah, like I said, I was a black uh, Latina woman, single mother, uh, who was voting, definitely voting for Trump, but hated DeSantis. So, so you voted, you're voting for Trump, but you hate DeSantis. Right. In, in, in this question, I gave Trump, uh, you know, a perfect approval rating and said I hated DeSantis just because, you know, it, I, I like Why to not? screw with him. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was interesting that they, they took it to the direction they did. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you so sure you you're going to vote? Hold on. Do you think that this is like a, like one of those books where if you, like, if you, if you make this decision, then turn to page 75 and if you make this decision, turn to page 84. Oh, I, absolutely. Without question. So you I could that, tell by the way the next question was that it was algorithmic. Okay. Yeah. You know? All right. Um, so it was definitely branching the questions based on the initial answers. Yeah. You know, because if, if you answered a question, you know, if, if, you know, how do you feel about so-and-so? Well, you know, the next question is a follow-up. Well, why do you feel about that? What issue causes you to feel that way? You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, and, oh, and I said the most important thing to me was foreign policy. <laughs> 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 you know, just to skew the results. Yeah. And I have a feeling that there's probably a good 5% of the population out there that does the exact same thing. I get polled constantly. And, and at first I was saying, you know, the first question is, are you likely, how likely are you to vote in the November election? And I always say, I'm absolutely not voting. And then it's like, okay, thank you for your time. I'm like, well, that's no fun. I can't fuck anything it. up if mm-hmm. I'm, you know, not able. So I, now I answer, I'm absolutely voting, you know. Okay. Lie my ass off to these people. And every time I take on a different persona, you yeah. know, so. Did you have a name in your head for the black Latina woman that you were? Uh, yes. Uh, Michelle Redgrave. Michelle Redgrave. Yes. Okay. Yes. I wanted as a non-black Latina name as I could possibly think of. And Michelle Redgrave was where you went. I That was, yeah, what popped into my head immediately. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, it, it further confused the issue completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not no, that you use no, that name on the thing to confuse the issue, but yeah, no Chantel, no Diaz, nothing like that. No LaQuinta. Michelle Redgrave. I got you. Yeah, actually, like you know, maybe I should sh- throw in like a even a you know Michelle Elizabeth Redgrave. Oh, yes, oh, that might have been the better one. That would have definitely yeah, honkified. I think, that honkified it all is, the way. That is as uh, Anglo as you can get. That's pretty Anglo. Yeah, that's pretty that's, Anglo. That's Anglo the fuck. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Huh. Um, put your prognosticator hat on if okay. you don't mind while All you're right. having your uh, sip of your uh, Coors Light. Coors Light, yep. So in the in the metal can, aluminum, aluminum can. I'm sorry, aluminum yep. can. Uh, well, aluminum or, is a metal, though, isn't? Oh, aluminum. Isn't aluminum as an aluminum a metal? Yeah, I used to work with an English engineer, and it was funny how he said a lot of the elements. They said them completely different, and one of them is he always said instead of aluminum, he said aluminium. Hmm. Yeah, just. Something I thought of. All right. Speaking of so pro- weird, pro- weird things Anglos do. I got you. So prognosticator hat on here real yeah. quick. All right. I'm listening. Who do you think 
wins the presidency in November. No, next week. I guess. Next week? Yeah. Who, Who do I think wins the election next Trump, week? Trump, Biden, Jorgensen, Howie Hawkins, or Kanye? Well, I was... <laughs> and I didn't, I've never even heard the name Howie Hawkins before. I think, I think Howie Hawkins is well, the Green Party candidate. I was thinking one of the things I found interesting this week is that um, Trump and Biden both held a rally in Tampa on the same day. In fact, um, you know, basically as Trump was flying out, Biden was flying in. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I kept thinking to myself, you know, if there was only one really patriotic air traffic controller out there <laughs> that could redirect those planes into each other, that would save America. Period. Would save America. We have Nancy Pelosi as president, then I don't think it would help. No, actually, it would be Mike Pence. And then, oh. you know, there'd have to be a new election. And then we'd either have Pence or, you know. Well, if there's a new election, name? then it'd be Pelosi after that. Yeah. So it actually wouldn't do anything. Yeah, we'd be fine. I actually have a buddy, uh, you know, who uh, worked. Well, not a buddy. An acquaintance, I'll say. Uh, who is an air traffic controller at TIA. Oh, really? Yeah. So Should have placed a call. Yeah, I think he's a Trump fan, so I don't think he would have. Uh, he, he, he wouldn't have, you know, he wouldn't, want, he wouldn't have gone for it. So, but uh, who do I think will win? Oh, boy. Uh, honestly, if I had to put money on it, um, I would probably say Biden narrow. Biden narrow, huh? Biden narrow. Okay. Um, having said that. Um, I've single-handedly fucked up so many polls that, <laughs> that you don't even know. That I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it could be another 2016 where it was like you know Hillary. Everyone thought you know Hillary was a shoe in. Next thing you know, Trump is president. You think that the Republicans continue to control the Senate? Uh, I hope so. Um, you know, uh, because the Democrats are definitely going to uh, have the House, and I certainly don't want any one party to have all three. Yes. You know, that's just a recipe for disaster, no yeah. matter what party it is. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I do hope they do, but I, I think, uh, I think the odds of them holding the Senate is probably a little better than them losing it at this point. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, I think a lot of the polls are saying that I think, I do think a lot of Americans think like I do and they think, you know, if I'm going to vote for a Democrat for, uh, for president, I want to vote for a Republican for, you know, the swing voters, the middle yeah, ground yeah. voters. Yeah. I mean, you got your party line voters. They're always going to vote party line. Yeah. But I think those ones in the middle um, who are kind of issue based and don't really have a, a you know, a, a party dog in the fight. Mm -hmm. I think they tend to think like, yeah, you know, it's kind of better when we have one party president, and another party in Congress, you know? Yeah. So you think so, that's the way it's going to go down? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I really don't know. And the, the, really, the bottom line is I really don't care. Well, yeah, no, I know you don't care. And that's that's a funny thing. I, I, one of the things that I am going for, and this is not a joke, I am going to try to be the last person in America who knows who the president is. On Tuesday night, I'm shutting off all media. You know, uh, Wednesday morning, I'm going to delay looking at anything for as long as possible. I honestly don't want to know. Okay. Yeah, I want to be the last person to know. Well, I don't think anybody's going to know on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Well, what do you think about all this talk about, uh, you know, revolution and, you know, the, no, no matter what the results are, people are going to go, you know, take to the streets and there's going to be bloodshed. And I mean, I hope so. That would be great. But, you I, know, here's the thing. I don't I, believe it. I think that if it is a if it's a blowout win for Biden, then you're probably not going to see any unrest in the streets. I don't, I don't think you're going to see that if it's close for Biden. 
I think you will see some unrest in the streets, but okay. that unrest in the street is actually pro Biden unrest. And they are afraid that somebody's going to steal the election because it's close, but they like, they think that it's, so you're saying in a scenario where it's close and but um, it looks like Biden's going to win and Trump does not concede. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So it's, if you're saying if it's a Biden win and it's contested, mm-hmm. what if it's Trump win and it's contested, then it's definitely riots. Okay. Why? Who's who's rioting? Because the the Black Lives Matter, the left, like the, the the riots will start at that point. Who do you think is most likely? What do you think the scenario is that is the most likely to result in major widespread rioting? Close with Trump winning. Oh, okay. Then I hope for that. I want to change my answer. I hope for that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. What? You went up to the Tea Party rallies. You've seen the right. Oh, you, that was eleven you, years you, ago. You've though. seen yeah, but you've seen like. When's the last time you actually saw Republicans like riot? Yeah, yeah. Republicans, other, other than what they, they called clean the Brooks up Brothers, after themselves. Yeah, other than they called the Brooks Brothers riot during Bush's you know two thousand run. Yeah, I don't think that was actually a riot. Exactly. That's the point, though. Yeah, that and was the thing in Michigan. That was a that bunch happened, of guys in wingtips. Well, and the thing that happened in Michigan when they were locking down and they brought guns to the Capitol. Nobody shot anybody. Right. Like it's not violent Which, protests that happen. What a wasted opportunity. <laughs> exactly. You right? know. So. I think that, but if you see like the rioting going on in cities right now, like especially, and we're going to get to this story later, but in the Walter Wallace Jr. thing, like right. you have protests that happened instantly and a dude was running at cops with a knife right? and they, they broke in and, and, and basically thousands of people broke in and emptied a Walmart. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it's not, you know, appropriate response. There wasn't the proud boys in there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't anything like that. It's, right. So you're seeing rioting going on, but I mean, I think I think if Trump wins, I definitely think there's a rioting going on. Okay, well, I think if Biden wins, I think there. If it's close, I still think that there might be some rioting, but you know, we're. we're I hope it takes two years to sort everything out. <laughs> I hope it's like hanging Chad for the next you hang, know seven hundred days. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> that's what I want to see. So I want to see if like if like when it was the Iran hostage uh, Iran hostage uh, situation. Oh my god! Where they're counting the days. Uh, election confusion day seven hundred and fifty three. We still don't know who the president is. Like you realize that if that's basically the case, government has been shut down for a year and Nancy nobody really Pelosi's gives a president, shit. then eh, fine, well, whatever. It does, does it matter? Yeah, it's not right. I just really hate that woman. Like, and I just don't oh, want to yeah. see her to be president. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anything nice for her. Well, you know, there's there's still hope for giant meteor. You know, maybe. Yes. You know, there is always that hope. That could happen. Uh, since my air traffic control mishap uh, didn't happen, which I was so, so hoping for. But you do think, but so, but at the end of the day, you do think Biden's going to win this thing. Uh, you know, again, if you, if you read into the polls, which obviously the polls are manipulated because I lied to him. You them. just proved I, it. I just literally. Just before the show, you literally proved ago, it. I completely. And a reputable poll, by the way. Rasmussen is It was reputable. Rasmussen, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've taken a bunch of polls like that. And each time I'm a different persona voting a different way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's. it's uh, if the polls are to be believed, then Biden will probably win. And it seems like. I don't know, though. I haven't. I've, I've talked to a few people. I, I know of a, a couple of people who went Trump who are now leaning Biden, but it's not a big number. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it seems that pretty much the people who didn't vote for Trump last time aren't voting for Trump this time. You know? Um, so, and again, I think Biden is probably less de- divisive or divisive, however you the proper pronunciation of that word is, than Clinton was, Hillary was. So he's a more, he's a less hateable person, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's corrupt. He's horrible. He's, he's been in government for a thousand years. He's a scumbag, all of that stuff, but he's not Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's not that bad. Um, So I think the fact that he is slightly more likable than Hillary and that Trump has pissed off some of his more lukewarm supporters. I think there's a there's an opportunity there for Biden to win. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, I really I think Florida is is going to be the key. You know, and I a couple think Florida of Florida is one of them. I think yeah, Florida, one of Florida, Wisconsin. You know, a couple of the Midwest states are you know big too. But you know, Florida is such a huge chunk of uh, you know that's that's 27 electoral votes there. Yeah. Is it still 27 or is it up to up now? Might be more. It might think, be twenty nine. I think it's up now, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I think that you know, if you asked me the question in January, I'd have said Trump was going to win hands down. Right. If you asked me the question a month ago, I said Biden was going to win. Right. As of today, I think Trump's going to win. I think that Trump is going to win, and I think that the reason why I was, you know, again, I read something on Facebook from somebody, and I just. And I, and when I read it, it just kind of like, I bet you there's a lot of people that are thinking the same way is that if you look at what's going on right now, it really does feel like the entire media apparatus minus a couple outlets, but the, the, the establishment media apparatus, right? The celebrity class, the bureaucratic class, the so many people are against Trump. They're so anti-Trump. Right. That. I got to see Sarah Silverman's tits because of that. There you go. Right. So because of that. The though, whole vote nude thing. Have yeah. you seen that? No, I haven't. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll go look for that. It's actually a thing on Comedy Central oh, now. Yeah. I like to see those. Yeah. Um, but if you look at all of those people that are so against him. But you yet at the same time will have little glimpses of like, you know, like. um like Van Jones comes out and says, well, you really can't discount all the stuff he did for the black community. Right. So then there's black people that hear that and go, well, hold on a second here. If he did that stuff, maybe he's worth a vote. So maybe he gets some of those votes, right? Same thing goes with Latino votes. I think what's going to happen is Trump's going to win. And the reason he's going to win is because you have enough people that are like against the establishment itself that because they see such a full bore attack of this guy that it makes him a more endearing figure that there's going to be enough people that actually just pull the trigger for him because of like another F you to the world. I I think those people are already in his camp and that, that those numbers aren't changing. You see what I'm saying? I think those numbers were already locked up a long time ago. And those numbers, the people that that's their motivation were voted for Trump in 2016, were always voting for Trump, are, you know, there was no doubt about that. Those were never swing voters. So those were never the, the in-question mm, voters. Here's the thing. I don't think that the black and the Latino voters were part of that in the 2016 because he had to do some things while he was president in order to gain, to gain those votes. I think that the, where he gains is actually in the minority vote areas in which they, those people can kind of see through 
and I hate to say I hate to say see through because it's not really the right word for it, but that they can see the things that he did do. Like on criminal justice reform, he did do something more than Biden ever did. When it comes to some of these nonviolent you drug think offenders, people pay that much attention. I think some black people do, yeah. Because like, here's the thing: like, maybe you don't pay as much of attention to it because your kids aren't in jail. But for some of these other families that are having to deal with the criminal justice system, to know that this guy did those things might make a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for the condescending tone there. Uh, I wasn't but, being condescending. But, uh, but I don't think enough people pay attention. I really don't. Not to specific issues. People oh, don't know. Okay. You, you ask. Look, I. You talk. You walk up to ten people on the street. And you say, who are you voting for? Okay. And they tell you one person or the other. And you say, well, uh, what what are their policies do you like? Eight out of ten can't give you even a single policy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I get you. You know, so I, I, I don't Look, think. Look, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, and I think that actually you are actually saying that, and again, I, I don't care who wins. I'm just, you know, Trump could win for all I know. You're actually saying that all these celebrities and all these big pushes from you know establishment groups for biden even though they're not really for biden but you can tell they're for biden i mean it's like and it's the funniest thing go vote go vote go vote go vote every time i see that it's like you know without question i don't know how they do that whether it's subliminal or what you just know they're telling you go vote for biden yeah you know what i'm saying totally and it's the strangest thing but yeah i totally get it yeah um but uh that may work, but you think it'll actually backfire, is what you're saying. Uh, well, I, here's I the think thing. it's more likely the, to work than to backfire. The vo- well, the vote's up, <coughs> but I do think that you're going to get people to go and vote for... By, by the way, can we, can we just go ahead and settle our bet right now? I'm going to concede you win. <laughs> in fact, I think more vo- votes have been cast by mail than were cast in the 2016 election. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think this one so, was... Uh, it was a full court press to get I, everybody to vote. Sir, down. I yield to your uh, prognosticating uh, genius on, on that, that one. There you yeah. go. All so, right, well. so, but now we're even. So we're, Send you know, we're back to nobody owes anyone anything. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that, I mean, look, the vote's going to be up. But I, at the end of the day, I do think Trump's going to eat this thing out. But. You never know, though. Like, you never can tell, though. And it's not like either one of them really deserve it. Like, it's not like Trump really... I mean, look, I will say this. What I will give him credit for is this. Now, for these last couple weeks, he is barnstorming the country, and he's going around giving speeches everywhere. I mean, don't get wrong. Well, Biden's doing the same thing. No, not really. Oh, not really? Say, oh no, no, no. Oh, okay. You, this guy has been in the in the, in his basement a lot more than you think he's been in his basement. Oh. Well, like, he's doing those stupid drive-in rallies. And that's the only rally he does horn. is the drive-in rallies. Yeah. And he'll do a lot less of them than just, Trump does. Just stop, dude. Trump, I, I will give him credit. He's going out there to do that stuff. But right. at the end of the day... Well, he's immune. He don't care now. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. No. So, you know, I, we'll see what happens. And if here's the thing. If Biden does win this thing, I also think that Biden's dead within six months. Oh, I don't think so. I think he's dead. I think he no, dies. I think no. he's that old and frail right now that he's going to die in I, six I, months. No, he's, he's not going to die. I, I think that he is his, uh, his... He doesn't make his term. Yeah, I think he makes his term. Mm. I But I think that... What's going to happen is is something similar to what happened to Reagan in the second term. I think that it's going towards the end there. There's going to be a real concern about his cognitive abilities. I mean, I think there already is. I I think that he has got 
early stages of dementia. Oh, yeah. I, I really do believe that. And it comes and goes. You can see it. Some days he's sharp as a tack, and other days it's like he, he seems to barely know where he is. Yeah. And, it, you know, it... it, it it swings. Like I said, they're probably, you know, pumping that guy full of ginkgo biloba. But uh, at some point, even during his first term, I think there's a high likelihood that he may not actually be capable of performing the duties of office. Do you think he voluntarily resigns or do you think that? They- no, I think they, they hide it and they they backdoor it and he just doesn't run for a second term. I don't think I, I think he is not a two term. If he wins, I don't think he's a two term president because I think that his well, there's health- no way he's going to make it eight more years. Well, I th- yeah, he easily could. I mean, you know, they do these days. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, people live longer now. Yeah, so. but he looks bad, though. Well, Trump looks bad, too. He, he doesn't look as bad as Biden does, though. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to try to say who looks worse, but like Biden looks bad, though. Well, yeah, I, I'm more about uh, the, you know, their mental acuity. And I don't think Biden has nearly enough. I think Trump is still pretty sharp, though. Trump's definitely got but, more mental acuity than Biden. Does. But Trump looks like he's one Big Mac away uh, from uh, you know the the big one. I mean, he's. Well, I'm I mean, coming, Elizabeth. I'm coming. <laughs> you know, he's he's like he's right there, man. You know what I'm saying? That dude uses two hands to drink a glass of water. <laughs> he uses two hands to drink a glass of water. Yeah. That's all right. But you know, then again, Biden seems like he's about two to three years away from wandering down Pennsylvania Avenue in his pajamas. His underwear? Yeah, like a silver alert. <laughs> <laughs> the so, Joe Biden silver alert. Right. And those are your choices, folks. And based on that, who, how do you think uh, Joe Jorgensen's going to do? Um, I think you're probably going to see less numbers than Johnson. Probably 3%. <laughs> 3 3%? Probably 3%, I think. I think maybe 3%. Wow. Nationwide. Hmm. I was thinking one and a half. Hmm. You might yeah. be, you might be right on one and a half. Yeah. I look. I think that look. I think that I, she hasn't gotten enough attention. I don't think. I, I think that they've worried. I think they worried way too much about. I I, did, I don't think they had the the right structure in place with a lot of things. I think that they didn't. Like, there's a lot of problems that they had right there, and they weren't ready. And if you're not sure who we're talking about, we're talking. And that's sad. If you're not sure who we're talking about, Joe Jorgensen, uh, she's the Libertarian candidate for president. So if you're up in the air. And you really don't want either of these, you know, douchebags to, to win. Uh, throw her a vote. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I voted for her. So that's one. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I voted this week. I voted for her. Did you really? Yeah. Huh. I'm actually shocked by that. That I voted for her? Yeah. I thought for sure you were going Trump. Really? Well, you seem to love the guy. I don't. <laughs> do. I don't like the guy. You love the guy. I don't. Yeah. I, but I don't like him. You though. just hate Biden so much. I do hate Biden a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I don't vote for one person based off of hating the other person. Though. You know, I had that conversation with uh, someone, actually a government official, um, just yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. Wow, been a long day. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why, because she, uh, she asked, why don't you vote anymore? I said, well, you know, aside from the fact I've just given up on government altogether, um, I've, it's been a long time for, for several election cycles. I've always said I will never vote against someone. I will only vote for someone I believe in. So I was going and filling out ballots with like, you know, I only like voted for like two people out of a 30, you yeah. know? Um, and I've done that for a very long time. And I said, you know, I'd vote for the amendments, but I said, even this time around, the amendments are all meaningless. You know, none of them really matter much. No. The one that matters most is the $15 an hour. And in the law, in the grand scheme of things, that's not going to matter much. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's just like, there's, there's nothing to vote for anymore. Yeah. You know, none of these people are good guys. I, my mailbox 
is so full of all this crap. There's so much money being spent on it. And the fact that, you know, that should just wake everybody up right there. The fact that these people spend billions, billions of dollars. With a B. With a B um, to get elected, you know, uh, president. Senators spend hundreds of millions of dollars. Governors spend hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, even local races, they're spending millions of dollars. They can be at times, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, it, they don't all do it, but a lot do. Many do. Most many do. do. Most do these days. In, in a major county like Pinellas or Hillsborough. Well, in Pinellas, all the seats here are definitely worth, or definitely cost oh, yeah. a lot more money. Yeah. They're, they're, spe- they're seven figure at least, um, you know, uh, spending on these. And that's the thing. If they're spending, why are these people spending that much money? You know, if they're not getting something personally in return and it's not a paycheck. I mean, for the, the, the people that are running for these office can easily make more in the private sector than they're making a, a, in a government salary and benefits. Mm-hmm. That should tell you that there's something going on in the background. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that should tell you how corrupt the system is. And that should probably tell you why you shouldn't be voting for any of it in the first place. Yeah. You know? But, what was the response from the public official you were talking to? Uh, she agreed. You know, she's saying, yeah, I get it. You know, <laughs> that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's funny. It is funny. The anarchist that, you know, I was literally working in uh, two different municipal bu- buildings on um, uh, Friday, uh, you know, doing IT for them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm literally setting up their online, you know, town hall meetings and everything like that. And it's like, yeah, hire the anarchist. <laughs> you know? If I had my way, you wouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. You're like the Juan, you're like the Ron Swanson of IT. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. All right. So to COVID and I wanted to bring this part up to COVID. To COVID. Cheers to COVID. So I wanted <laughs> if to, only you're more deadly. That, what I wanted to bring up was, so, you know, you have, you know, uh, infections or cases are going up all across the country right now. So they say, so they say, right. Well, I mean, here's the it thing. Seems very convenient. Here's the thing. I'm sure that there are cases going up all over the country. You know what's not going up, though, that you're not hearing about? Friggin' deaths. Right. As a matter of fact, like, again, I think by the end of the year, we're going to see that the number of deaths this year is actually going to be lower than in years past. Like, the average number is actually going to go down, not up. Uh, for all of 2020, I don't think that's true. I think it's going to be a little higher. I mean, it, it, COVID did kill some people. Well, it was, I think the overall number of deaths um, in 2020 because of COVID is going to be higher on a very small level statistically than normal you see what i'm saying so normal in the u.s you know there's approximately i I think i want to say the number is about eight million Mm -hmm. eight million people die i think maybe this year we're going to see that like 8.2 million people died yeah you know what i'm saying it's going to be a little statistical anomaly um we'll see yeah and again a, a vast majority of those are probably going to be misattributed anyway that's true so so, but in an effort for not to let any uh, crisis go to waste, and actually, to, in my opinion, to show the, 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 how they're using this not, not very deadly virus, right? the World Economic Forum has now come out with something called the Great Reset. So I want to read a little bit of this. This is the context. So the COVID-19 crisis and the political, economic, and social disruptions it has caused is fundamentally changing the traditional context for decision-making. The 
inconsistencies, inadequacies, and contradictions of multiple systems from health and financial to energy and education are more exposed than ever amidst a global context of concern for lives, livelihoods, and the planet. Leaders find themselves at historic crossroads, managing short-term pressures against medium and long-term uncertainties. I did not understand any of that. Okay. So the opportunity now is what they talk about. As we enter a unique window of opportunity to shape the recovery, this initiative will offer insights to help inform all those determining the future state of global relations, the direction of national economies, the priorities of societies, the nature of business models, and the management of a global commons. Global commons, by the way. Drawing from the vision of vast expertise of the leaders engaged across the forum's communities, the Great Reset Initiative has set has a set of dimensions to build a new social contract that honors the dignity of every human being. This is going to be. Uh, uh, well, well, hang on a second. Who is behind this movement? Who's who's uh, supporting it? Who well, is uh, the funding wor- it? It's the World Economic Forum. The partners, so there's a list that shows all the world-class companies and strong interest in developing systematic solutions. Okay. So let's see here. I mean, and it's a long-ass list of partners, by the way. Well, give me the heavy hitters. Um, uh, hold on here. Our partners. Let's click on that. Uh, AP, Meller, Mosk, AARP, ABB, ABN, AMMRO, ASBA Group, Accenture, Asonia, Ackerman, and Van Heusen. Um, let's see here. I mean, that's I'm, it's American Heart Association, Amazon Web Services, hmm. uh, Anchorage Capital. Okay, Anheuser Busch, right. InBev. Okay, all right, all right. So definitely heavy hitters. It's the Global Economic Forum, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's you know it's Bloomberg, BlackRock. Oh, there's another yeah. name. Boston Consulting Group, BC, BCG. Um, here's the thing. Give me a name hey, of a company that Berkshire. you would def- is Berkshire on there? B- Berkshire Hathaway. B- Nope. No, I don't see Warren Buffett, baby. Uh, Berkshire's not there. Good for them. So C, we're looking at City Capital. All right. So, so <laughs> City Capital. There you go. China uh, Energy, China National, China Railway, right. China Construction Bank. Uh, so let's go with uh, uh, Development Bank of Japan, uh, Deutsche Bank. Oh. Uh, Ecolab. All right, all right, enough. All right. Uh, so basically, you made the point at huge, huge uh, global corporations mm-hmm. and lots of them. And multinationals and, and a lot of, yeah, a lot right. of. Right. And a lot of, uh, you know, uh, trade organizations like American Heart Association, things like mm-hmm. that, that represents a lot of other, you know. A lot of power centers. Yeah. A, a good term, power centers. So what's their objective here? The objective here is basically, okay, so I have to go to an article from The Hill. Mm-hmm. So that way you can know where I'm, I'm switching up here. All right. Uh, one of the main themes of the, June, of the June meeting was that the coronavirus pandemic has created an important opportunity for many of the World Economic Forum members to enact their radical transformation of capitalism, which they acknowledge would likely not have been made possible without the pandemic. Hmm. We have an old, a golden opportunity to seize something good from the crisis. Its unprecedented shockwaves will, may well make people more receptive to big visions of change, says Prince Charles at the meeting. Adding later, it is an opportunity that we've never had before and we may never have again. You might be wondering how these leaders plan to convince the world to completely alter its economic, its economy over the long run. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, um, pandemic most assuredly won't remain a crisis forever. The answer to that is that they've already identified another crisis that will recover expansive government intervention, climate change. So they're going to use... <laughs> yeah, they've been trying that for a long but time. But here's the thing, though. They're using COVID-19 right. and climate change 
together in order to basically eliminate capitalism and institute a one global system. Hang on a second. I do not understand why all these major corporations would want to eliminate capitalism. So it's it's not the elimination of capitalism. It's it's the I, I don't hold know. Hold on a second, dude. What are they are trying you, to do? Are you, are you hold on? I'm, are you fucking crazy? Of course, these major corporations don't want capitalism. Capitalism would mean that they would that would be against their cronyism that they are that they're well, making their billions of dollars under. Well, no, no, like, no. These hang on. Big hey, companies hey, aren't capitalists. Hey, hang on a second. I understand that it's we live in a corporatist environment right now. Yeah, and you know, a weird form of oligarchical, you know, uh, corporatism is is the best way to put it. And I get that. But what I'm saying is they already have what they want. The assumption now is, and again, it's a false dichotomy, but the dichotomy is it's either capitalism or socialism. So the understanding is if you're going to try to change capitalism, you're going to move to a more socialistic structure, mm-hmm. which would... I mean, or fascism, but... Well, I, I couldn't see where they would want fascism. It, it seems to me that all the companies on that list would want the status quo. Well, I think that this this solidifies them, though, is what it does at the end of the day. This solidifies yeah, the I, power base. I, I, I don't on, let know. Me what, read, let me read this from the article. Yeah, what I'm trying to find out is what their objective is. And I understand they're trying to radically transform the global economy, but what does that mean? I mean, well, I, I guess we got to get into that a little bit. Right. Here's, so this is from the article from The Hill. For those of us who support the free markets, the Great Reset is nothing short of terrifying. Our current crony capitalistic system has many flaws, to be sure, but granting more power to the government agents who created that crony system and eroding property rights is not the best way forward. America is the world's most powerful, prosperous nation, precisely because of the very market principles the Great Reset supporters loathe, not in spite of them. So I think that what they're trying to do is to just transform, like, again, without knowing exactly everything that they're trying to do here they don't like the free market they want to be able to control everything and every aspect of your life right now you still have some choices that you can make i think this is aimed at america like i don't think it's like they have to change america in order to change everybody else so they have to america can't be free market capitalism anymore they have to get rid of that and so I think this effort is to do that and to use something like the coronavirus in order to gain more power for the people, for for those that want to have more government control to do it. Because if you look at it, like, again, we just saw the GDP numbers, right? That went up 33% from from before, right? From the from this quarter. The last well, quarter qu- went up quarter 30, to quarter. Quarter yeah. to quarter, 33%, yeah. right? Because the second quarter was so far down. Yeah, because the second yeah. quarter was down 30-something percent. Right. Like, it was still a huge down. But we went up 33%. California is still in lockdown. New York basically is still in lockdown. Right. Like there are major states that have huge populations that are in lockdown right now that refuse to open up. Right. Like, and here's the thing. They're ignoring the science completely. Like there is in places where they have lockdowns and in places that they haven't had lockdowns. This virus is still working itself through the population because it's always it was always going to work itself through the population. I think at this point we can all admit that the virus is just it's not a hoax, yeah. folks, but it's it's not a significant threat to mankind. So then why would you leave things locked down if it wasn't to change everything? Well, and now we understand is that the uh, the global reset, uh, the people behind this and the people who really own the world um, want 
people to be panicked about it. Yeah. But I don't understand what their objective is. I mean, obviously, their objective is always more money, more power, period. End Control. of story. Yeah, they want more money, more power. But how they've already got it pretty damn good. I mean, you get to a here's the thing is if you push to a certain point where you take away enough of the free market, productivity goes way down. And then the consumers, the, the, the cattle that you're depending on, no longer have the desire to, you know, feed you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So at some point, you know, there's there's a and honestly, I think we're probably very close to that break even point already. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand what they would want to change right now because it seems to me that the global economy is it's the perfect conditions right now for the oligarchy, for the ultra rich, for the billionaires, uh, for the people who control governments. You know, it's, it's, it seems like it's right where they would want it. I don't know what else they would want. But again, it's they always want more. So. But it's good, though. They're going to end up pushing too far, and the people are going to start burning shit down, and that's how you fix things. And we, honestly, every time I hear something like this, I, I don't get scared anymore. I used to be afraid of these things. I'm like, yeah, fuckers, keep pushing. Keep pushing, because eventually you're going to push too far, and you're going to end up under the guillotine. You know, that's what inevitably happens. You, you know, p push so far and uh, let them eat cake, and that's what you're eventually going to get. So it's not necessarily in the long run, it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're doing this. I just don't understand why they would want to do it because they've got to be smart enough to realize that you can only milk a cow so much, you know, and they're pretty much milking it um, all they can. Till you slaughter it. Well, <laughs> or till it stampedes. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's the question. Do we get slaughtered? Or do we stampede? And if we get slaughtered, you know, what, they've got nothing else to derive their power from, you know, or their wealth. So much from. AI and, you know. Eh, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know at this point, but it just seems to me that those that eugenics, are. Eugenics, baby. <laughs> here's to eugenics. Here's to a Carrington event. Okay. So let's get into something else that will probably drive you a little batty here. Since, since well, oh, this, I'm, no, I'm no, already this. so close to there. It shouldn't be hard. So we remember the Breonna Taylor case. Yes, I do. <laughs> so the cop that was shot is actually suing the boyfriend for assault, battery, and emotional distress he suffered when he when he shot him in the leg during the botched raid. Mm -hmm. So when he basically uh, performed his home invasion and the people inside defended themselves, you know what? Hey, criminals do it. Why shouldn't cops? There, I mean, cops and criminals, there's not much difference between them anymore, so... You know, uh, hey, how many times have you heard of a criminal suing uh, someone because they they broke into a house? That's why they say here's the thing, folks. If a cop raids your house unjustly, just make sure you kill them. OK, because if you just wound them, they're going to end up suing you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just it, everything about that is just so fucked up. So this is so from, the, wrong. from the Daily Mail. So one of the officers who opened fire during the police raid in which Bianca Taylor was fatally shot is suing her boyfriend for alleged assault, battery and emotional distress on the night she was killed. Louisville Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly said that boyfriend Kenneth Walker, 26, fired a shot that hit Mattingly in the leg after officers entered the home on a no-knock search warrant as part of a drug investigation. Mattingly, a 20-year veteran of the force, was the only officer wounded in the incident, and Taylor's boyfriend claimed he thought the officers were burglars. 
Officers then returned fire, shooting in the apartment 32 times, killing 26-year-old Brianna Taylor's hail of bullets. Like, I got to tell you, man, like, this is so... I, I know. It, it, it's like the onion. You are such an asshole. Like, you are such a fucking dick, Matt. You want to know what's worse? Is that he can't even countersue because the cop has qualified immunity. That's the bullshit of it. I know. Like, I know. So he can't even... Normally in that situation... You know, if it was such egregious like that, you would countersue, right? Your yeah. attorney would count. You can't do it because yeah. he's a cop. He has qualified immunity. You know, <sighs> another reason it all needs to burn, folks. I mean, Jesus Christ, though. Like, I, like the balls on this motherfucker. Oh, right. Like the balls on you to fucking to fucking sue. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a bad shoot. You fucking piece of shit. Right. Right. Like, the fact that you're not in jail should be like. Like, yeah. Like enough. Yeah. You, you should be over there apologizing. Yeah. You know, and you're going to fucking and, and thanking God that you're, you're, you weren't prosecuted. Yeah. And you should be asking for fucking forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Instead, you're going to fucking sue like a fucking piece of shit. Like I unbelievable, by the way. And I, I mean, I, and here's the thing. I don't think this guy has any shot whatsoever of winning. You never know. But you, you never, but you here's the, the thing. Right though, you never know though. It, yeah. It depends on the jury. Yeah. You know, I, it's it, totally. Really, cases are won at lost, won or lost. Civil cases are won and lost at voir dire. Yeah. They really are. Because if you pick the right jury, um, and I told that story not too long ago that about the voir dire I went through for that federal case, mm-hmm. you know, if you pick the right jury, you're going to get the outcome you want. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what they do. And the, the best attorneys are the best at picking them. So this guy could very well, end, you know, this cop could very, very well end up getting monetary damages uh, from this poor victim. Yeah. You know, victim and the victim's the right word there. Yeah. Because he thought he was being burglared. He was asleep in bed and people unjustly broke into his home. Yeah. And he fired, he fired at them as he should have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do during a home invasion. You know, and what did the cops do? They fired the fuck back at like 27 fucking bullets. Right. Right. And or why, whatever. Why couldn't they just knock? You know, well, they're, they're claiming that they did knock. That's yeah. what they're claiming. I, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that even remotely. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the other one, though, that happened this week, though. The other one happened with this guy by the name of Walter Wallace Jr. This was in Philadelphia. The, 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 the cops were called on a mental health-related issue. Right. And they went, to this, they went to this place, and Walter Wallace was out there with a, with a knife and basically was running at the cops with a knife, and the cops shot him. Right. Now, from everything that I've seen... This one's a good shoot. Well, hey, I, I saw a little bit of the body cam footage, and yes, he was approaching the police, and yes, he did have a knife. Um, however, I, so yes, it, it it's justified, but I think back to, you know, uh, what would they do in Europe? What would they do in England? I mean, you see this shit all the time in the UK, and they find a way to take the guy down without you know, shooting them. So was it, was it justifiable? Yes, it was justifiable. However, um, eh, you know, cops should be trained better than that. They should be able to deal with that situation. And again, it's always my, my parameters for what is a justifiable shooting is, would I be justified if I pulled the trigger in the same situation? And in that case, if a guy is approaching me with a knife, and I pull the trigger, I am justified. So I do believe that in this particular case, law enforcement was justified. However, I'm a civilian. I think we ought to actually hold law enforcement to a slightly higher standard than that. 
you know, they should be able to de-escalate situations with other alternatives, you know? Well, and I think this is where the family came into play here. Right. Is that, so the family actually came out and said that the family does not want police officers to face the murder charges, murder charges for the murder of their son. Right. Which he's is, not, and he's not, bl- and they're not blaming the police, but what they're saying is that, that these police officers were not equipped with non-lethal ways in which to take this person down. And that's a valid point. If that is in, in fact the case. And I, I have to, um, you know, give the family credit in this case that for actually coming out with that position. Yeah. Um, that, that's got to be an extremely difficult thing for them to do. Yeah. You know, but apparently, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Wallace, is it mm-hmm. also had some mental health issues, you know, so which and he did they, run into with the law before of, and stuff and, like yeah, that. Like so. again, this, you know, look, a, a lot of times when you find the rest of the story that goes along with incidents like this, that it's not like it was one incident and it just happened. It's like, this was a, a, a you can see the road that is going down and you see that where the road's going to end here. Right. And that's the sad part is that, but, but everybody should be able to see that the police should be able to see that. Right. Like, you know, and at this point, like if you really had a, a severe mental health issue going on with a family member, are you really going to call the cops right now? Like, I don't think you're going to call the cops. They no, they do all the time. But I, I know they do right now, yeah. but like I wouldn't, if I was in, because you know, the odds are somebody's going to get killed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, my, my son, or you're going to get sued if you defend yourself. My son as an EMT is responding to Baker acts all the time. Yeah. Now, it constantly. Well, yeah, but, oh, oh, because the police are, are calling him in to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you. yeah, they, they end up, you know, eventually transporting. <laughs> he told me one the other day. Um, he had to uh, uh, take a blood sample uh, from one of these guys and just needed a, basically a finger prick. And uh, the guy wouldn't do it. And he was belligerent and he was hostile and he was trying to calm him down. And, you know, he's really pissed off at the cops. And so he, he says to him, hey, you see those cops over there? It's like, yeah, flick them off. So the guy goes, fuck you, and flicks him off. And my son pricks his finger, got the blood sample. <laughs> and he was okay with it at that point. You know? yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's so a lot of people get Baker acted, at least in you know Florida where he is. But, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I would never call the cops. I, you know, it, it, there would have to be something so extreme going on for me to call the police. Um, and, again, I don't know if I would do it in a situation where – Anything could be misunderstood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, it's no, just, no, I do understand what you're I, talking about. I can't think of many situations where I would call the police. Yeah. You know, I, I just can't. Yeah, it's it, just considering everything that's going on right now and how on edge everybody is, because it seems like everyone's on edge. Right. That any time that you're going to bring somebody in with a gun that is going to be that on edge, it can't be a good situation. It just can't be a good situation. No, it's, it's you're you're... You're escalating it no matter what happens. No matter what. No, Anytime you involve law enforcement, you're never, almost never de-escalating the situation. Yeah. You're always ramping it up, mm-hmm. you know, unless someone is literally on a, you know, a murder spree as it's happening, mm-hmm. you're probably better off not calling the cops. Yeah. You know. So there was something else I wanted to bring up this week. Hmm. Um, I mean, again, we got, we got more than enough time, but there was something else I wanted to bring up this week, which was. On NPR, there was a NPR.org had an, had an article this week on from October 30th, and it said black and Latino voters flooded with disinformation in elections final days. Okay. And so I was reading this article, and basically it is a article about how they're getting stuff sent to them to try to discourage them from voting. Hmm. Now here's the thing. There is about 
every other commercial that you see on TV or what you see on Facebook or everything else that you see is telling you to go and vote. Yeah, oh yeah, that's overwhelmingly what I see. Like, there's not even a question that everything right now is telling you to vote. Right. So if there is somebody out there basically saying like, eh, what does it matter, right? It was almost one of those things of like, when I read the article, I was like, man, I wonder if they're just reading Adrian shit. <laughs> because it was like, so the, the, there's memes out there saying, trying to push a narrative of the system is a mess and there's no point in you participating, Bannerman said. She called statements oh, such as, that does sound like Democrats me. and Republicans are the same. There's no point in voting. Obama didn't do anything for you during his term. Why should you vote for a Democrat this time around? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How is any of that disinformation? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. That sounds like the truth. It is. No, yeah. no, that's the thing. So, you know, she said like Bannerman was alarmed. She had already been on high alert for these kinds of messages because of her job as deputy director of election protection, Arizona, a nonpartisan group that helps people vote. Like, so because somebody made a fucking little meme that fucking told the truth, which is that Obama didn't do shit for these people, for people, well, there's no point in fucking voting. And, and, and not only that, that's, that's and Democrats, Republicans are the same. That's a valid first amendment protected opinion anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, and so, but he, whenever you see something like this, Here's what the thing is. These tactics echo Russian election interference on social media four years ago when operatives working for the Kremlin-backed internet research agency focused heavily on America's racial divisions, according to a Senate Intelligence Committee report on Russian interference. No single group of Americans was targeted by IRA information operatives more than African Americans. By far, race and related issues were the preferred target of the information warfare campaign designed to divide the country in 2016, a report said. Hey, speaking of, today's the 31st, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. My check from Moscow should be here tomorrow. Oh, nice. Good, yeah, good I get that you. on the first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. But, so they, but they, they equate it to Russian interference. Okay. All I know is pretty much every piece of mail in my mailbox, which has been significant uh, over the past month, uh, has been full of disinformation. Yeah. But it's all telling me to vote. <laughs> it was just when I read the article, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. I know. Because when I read those first things up there, I'm like, well, that's what some Adrian would say. Well, it, I mean, and, honestly, I would probably say the same thing. And, but. and here's the thing. When did it, it, it crawl into the American psyche that we need to be protected from certain opinions? That's what I can't stand. It's like, yes, who cares if the Russians are putting out beams? You know, let them put out memes. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. You should be smart enough on your own to make your own decisions. I mean, if you were literally influenced by that sort of thing, then you're a fucking moron, you know, yeah. and you probably shouldn't vote anyway. So no matter if you're that stupid, your vote, it, it doesn't matter what happens anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're, you're just a, you know, go, go push the lever, whatever, you know? Yeah. So hold on. Also in this one, separately, a photo of rappers Ice Cube and 50 Cent that had been doctored to make it look like they were wearing Trump 2020 hats was shared widely on Facebook and Twitter, including by Eric Trump, the president's son. Trump later <laughs> deleted his tweet, but it contributed to a spread of manipulated photos, according to Ziglar Labs, a company that tracks social media. So because somebody made a fake fucking picture of 50 Cent or fucking or, um, Ice Cube with a picture of a Trump 2020 hat, that's, you know, worthy right. of an article in NPR. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah, I guess this is the blowback of everyone having a platform. No, he, he, hold on. Let me just say this, though. Do you know what this article is? 
this article in and of itself is fucking racist. And I'll tell you why. Hmm. Because if you think that black people are so fucking stupid that they're going to change their vote because 50 Cent was wearing a fucking MAGA hat on, then you're then you have very such a low opinion of black people that you have to be racist. Now, I think you're missing the 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 bigger point here. The bigger point is that the organized media is so pissed off that any Tom Dick or Harry has a platform and can create a meme that gets shared a, a you know 10 million times they hate that oh no that's, that's true. really what they hate they hate that anybody anybody under the right circumstance can actually have more traction with whatever they put out than they do oh yeah and that drives them out of their fucking minds and that is the real reason that Facebook is cracking down on shit. And that is the real reason that there's congressional hearings. And that is the real reason that all this shit with the social media censorship is happening because guess what, fucking people? You got a little bit of power. And the people in power don't fucking like it. Now, unfortunately... A lot of the people who got some of that power are fucking morons and putting out a bunch of dumb shit. But guess what? This is America. You should be able to sort through the dumb shit from the good shit on your own and make your own decision of what is stupid and what is uh, legitimate. But the fact that you now have that power is putting those fuckers in. They're twisting themselves in pretzels to take it away from you. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now. They don't know. Zuckerberg doesn't know what to do. Congress doesn't know what to do. Twitter doesn't know what to do. Actually, Twitter, that's an interesting uh, story. The Post, they actually pulled, uh, they suspended the account, uh, the Twitter account of the New York Post. Mm -hmm. And I think it was over the, was it over the? It was over the Hunter Biden story. The, which Hunter Biden story? The one with the laptop? The initial one. Okay, it's, it's the initial one. So they suspended the uh, Post's um, Twitter account. Because of that article. Now, I didn't know about that until today. Yeah. I was watching the markets yesterday because I watch the markets every day. Um, and Twitter was down like 20%. I mean, now the market would, on a whole was down about 3% at the time. So, yeah. But Twitter was like just tanking. Yeah. And I was wondering why. And I still haven't looked into it because I just found this out. Yeah. I wonder if it was backlash from suspending the post account. It over the been. Hunter Biden thing. It could have been. I mean, it, and if that's the case, maybe that's the sort of thing that needs to happen. Maybe the next time Facebook pulls some censorship, everybody sells their stock. It, it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Just fuck you, Facebook. I'm out. Yeah. You know? It could very well be. And, and that may be the way, and especially with things like Robinhood now, you know, because mm -hmm. so many different people are investing. And you can make your trade so quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe. You know, uh, because if, if. And again, I don't know if those two things are related. I, I, I'm going to try to find out, uh, you know, after the show. But if they are, <laughs> that was a wonderful thing. You know, it, you got to take the power wherever you can get it. And right now we're losing the power on social media. You know, I haven't even been on Facebook in over a month. Not wow. even logged into it in, in a month. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. You know, it's just, it's falling apart. It's going to die. It's like I said in my book, nobody's going to use it anymore because you can only basically post pictures of, you know, your food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Happy dog pictures. You know, that's about it. Kittens. Um, and nobody can really have real conversations on it. Um, and, and that's where we're, that's the direction we're going. And I don't think anything is going to replace it anytime soon. Um, well, let me get into this part too, though. Go ahead. Another person that they're very angry with along the lines that you're talking about right. is Joe Rogan. 
Really? Because Joe Rogan has the largest podcast in the world. Right. And Joe Rogan does not subscribe to any, like he'll put anybody on that he wants to have on. Right. Like this week, for instance, he had Alex Jones on again. Right. But he also had Glenn Greenwald on. Right. Now, Glenn Greenwald. The Intercept, yeah. The Intercept, but used to be The Intercept. Right. He has officially quit The Intercept. Right. When he co-created, and the reason he quit was because he wanted to post an article about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Right. And the editors of the intercept basically squashed it and said, we're not going to let you do that. And he says, I got, you know, I've, I've editorial control. I can do it if I want to do it. Right. They wouldn't let him do it. So he quit. Right. And, but he did a three hour podcast with Joe Rogan. Yeah. And it's the greatest thing about the long, the long form podcasts that Rogan do is that you get somebody like Greenwald to go on there that you really get to hear such like so much of a wide version of what he believes and why he does what he does. And he also will ask Joe Rogan questions too, though. And like to hear that kind of interaction between somebody like, look, I don't agree with everything Glenn Greenwald believes in, but the one thing that I agree with him the most and the most adamantly about is freedom of speech and freedom of expression and the freedom of the press is that if there's one thing that Glenn believes more than anything else, it's that. Right. And so in that aspect, we are, you know, there's no space in between that, you know, when it comes to other things, there's, you know, there's definitely some space in between it, but to listen to that interview, many of the same themes we were talking about today about what the major media is doing and what they're trying to do to control everybody and that they're mad about it, it was the same themes that were being talked about on the show. Right. So to listen to that whole thing was really great. Like I was really, I, I again, I haven't, I don't always listen to all three hours of his, of his show. And I, I, I can't listen to Alex Jones. Like I just can't do it anymore. Like it's just, he's too wacky and too, like he just goes too crazy all the time and yeah. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. But when you heard, like, I really have a lot of, I have a lot of respect for Glenn Greenwald, especially because he was the one that put out the Snowden stuff and I liked the way he oh, yeah. did it. Right. But to listen to him was just, it was really amazing to listen to. And also because they, he was talking about how like the media hates guys like Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan is getting this kind of influence and they're like, well, you know, I did all this and this and this and, and I got it and, or I don't have it. And this guy doesn't, all he does is do a freaking podcast. Well, that goes to show you how much freedom of a speech and, and freedom of the press that we've lost in such a short period of time. Because if you think about it, the intercept and Glenn Greenwald were literally putting out the Snowden information, which was arguably, um, and again, I don't believe this, but could be argued that that was, you know, a, a national defense issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, realistically, the Snowden revelations were much, much bigger than anything that's going on with Hunter Biden. Right. Yeah. But we've moved so far in such a short period of time that that type of, you know, speech now, because it doesn't fit again, once again, it doesn't fit the narrative, the, the narrative of those in power or those who are, you know, uh, controlling it, 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 it shut down. Yeah. You know. And it's a, it's a terrible thing. But uh, anyway, if you'd like to hear more, uh, like to hear the second hour, uh, you're going to need to pay us some fucking money. And the way you can pay us some fucking money is to go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage and uh, sign up, become a patron, help us out. And uh, you get another full hour of content. Plus you get a whole shitload of swag. And I am just stalling my ass off here uh, because Alex is not ready with the outro music, even though he knew that we were well over an hour and he should have been ready with it, but he's still not ready with it. And now he's out here pushing buttons. There we go. Okay. We got something going on now. Uh, But seriously, folks, 
sign up for uh, unattended baggage. Um, uh, Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. You get a bunch of swag, you get a bunch of extra content, and we'll see you on the other side. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way. That's just a little bit more than the normal life.